welcome back to yet another amazing episode of the Not My Problem podcast. I'm your host, Nestle, a 24-year-old from Atlanta, Georgia, giving you my unfiltered opinions on life and honestly just talking about whatever I want. As always, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for listening. If you are listening to this podcast, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It takes 30 seconds. It helps a lot. I tell you guys every week, but that's kind of like the currency for this podcast. So be sure to do that. It helps a lot. But nevertheless, I have yet another exciting episode for you guys. I'm going to talk about finding your purpose and, you know, trying to figure out what you want in your life because I took this week off of work because I just wanted to be disconnected. There are a couple of things that I felt were clouding my mind and I just needed to disconnect and have that break. And one day in, I'm already feeling like rejuvenated. I feel so much better. Um, and I want to talk about finding my purpose. So that that is what we will discuss today. And of course, we will talk about my vibe check and how I've been in the past week. So without further ado, let's get into this week's vibe check. Last week's vibe check was a little chaotic. I did a couple of things that I really shouldn't have done. Reaching out to men from my past as if I had any business talking to them in the first place is really not on brand for me. But you know, here we are during these unprecedented times. I truly have nothing better to do. And without further ado, I want to give you guys an update because I still have that energy where I am truly so bored that I'm still entertaining these men. So here we are. If you guys remember correctly, there was the Twitch streamer dude. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, go ahead, stop what you're doing, go listen to that because it probably won't make that much sense unless you have the background. So Twitch streamer dude, he is still a streamer. And me being the idiot that I am, I watch his Twitch streams because when my friend Luna isn't streaming, then what else, what else am I going to do with life? I've caught up on all my YouTube videos. There's truly nothing else for me to do. I don't want to watch Netflix. So I watch that, that person. And in, and I don't know really who I think I am because I usually watch like, I creep on guys that I know like stream or if I just don't want my name to be shown because my Twitch name is very identifiable to my name. Then I just go on incognito or I sign out of my Twitch account and I just watch on incognito and then nobody knows that I'm there, whatever. So there was this guy giving away subscriptions to the Twitch guys chat and he gifts 10 subscriptions and it says line by line, like who got, who get us, who got a subscription? This man was like Oprah with subscriptions. He gave out, he gave out like 30 subscriptions. And of course, of course I got one. So it says, blah, 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 gifted Nestle a subscription. And I'm like, well, shit. Now he knows that I'm in there because it says that I'm there. And at that point, I, I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Now, now you know I'm there. So I can't, I can't be a ghost anymore. Like I have to be present in this chat. So you know I exist. So I just don't seem like a creepy person watching your stream. So I decided that I'm, I'll say, hey, like I, I just insert comments here and there. Um, to which he like would indirectly answer the things that I was saying in chat, but wouldn't directly answer them to the point where I'm like, do you even know who I am or do you just actively try to avoid what I'm saying and you don't want to talk to me? Both of which, uh, there's really no good option actually. Um, both of which kind of suck. So. We will see how that goes. Um, next, I feel like the next development in this will be me, um, reaching out to him on Instagram. And you guys are probably telling me that I shouldn't do that. And honestly, I probably need someone to tell me that I should probably stop reaching out to this man because I've gotten to the point where I'm just doing things for content because I'm really that bored. So aside from that, that was my, I think that was Friday night. And then Saturday, Saturday, I went and tried to do a vlog because I told you guys I wanted to start a YouTube channel and I've been recording a lot of content in order to do so. So I decided 
decided to do a day in the life vlog. So I woke up, I I recorded like me making breakfast, my coffee, I did a get ready with me, got in my car, did a little drive with me scenario. And then I met one of my friends to go stand in line to get Slutty Vegan. And if you are familiar with the Atlanta area, Slutty Vegan is a very popular vegetarian place that serves like burgers and it is only doing takeout and you have to stand there's like no indoor seating so you have to stand outside we decided we were going to power through it's usually like an hour away it, it takes a while we decided to stand in line within 20 minutes of standing in line a a freaking thunderstorm comes through the city and for 30 minutes we're getting poured on there's lightning there's thunder there's wind it i felt like i was like in a monsoon it was so terrible and i'm just like wow this was i mean i have great vlog content but i only have like half a day because like the day was ruined i was wearing makeup i looked like a freaking raccoon because my eyeballs were just like uh, tearing oh my god it was so disgusting and I couldn't wipe my face like I was trying to wipe my face with my wet clothes and I'm just like Nestle like this isn't this isn't doing anything for you so I got good content um I don't know what vlog that will make it in but it will definitely be in some sort of vlog so that that was my Saturday slutty vegan was okay um if you think of it in the sense that it is not real meat then yes it's pretty good but truthfully it tasted like a hybrid of like burger king meets mcdonald's to which i will just eat burger king or mcdonald's and i will just accept the fact that um i'm spending five dollars for like fake meat rather than like the fifteen dollars it just wasn't that deep to me and i and that's just something that i'm willing to accept about myself so yeah that was my saturday and then sunday um i don't think i did anything like exciting on sunday my friend is moving, so I helped them pack a little bit. I did some more vlogging, but honestly, it was just been a, a chill week. And then obviously here is Monday. I've been listening to some books, some audibles. I just finished Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And now I'm reading or listening to Atomic Habits by James Clear. So I will probably let you guys know how those books go. I think I've learned a lot about like from each book. So I think I'll be able to like turn it into some podcast topics and maybe bring some guests on to help discuss and have that conversation. But yeah, it's been great. So if you guys also have any book recommendations, please slide, slide them my way. I have like four more Audible subscriptions to like redeem a book because I forgot to cancel my subscription. So I need to, I need to l- listen to some more books. I'm honestly trying to get a book done a day. That's my goal because I'm not working this week. So I, I have nothing but time. So. But all in all, I'll say I'm doing pretty pretty well. So let's say vibe check pass. So before we get into today's topic, I kind of wanted to give some background as to why I want to talk about this topic. So I feel as though in this past year and a half of me working at my job, actually it hasn't been a year and a half. It's literally been a year and like two months. I am getting to the point where I'm like, okay, what's my next step? I talk about wanting to move to Seattle, wanting to have a life in Seattle, but I don't know necessarily what the job is that I want to do. I'm still navigating through that. I like certain aspects of my job, but I haven't been able to craft what I ne- I want my next career move to be for when I go to Seattle, which kind of goes into this bucketed idea of like, what should I do with my life? I feel as though that's a, a question, a very loaded question that I I'm starting to ask myself very frequently and I feel as though I'm supposed to know what I'm meant to do and I had this revelation where I realized that it's not necessarily, I don't, I had this revelation where I realized that I didn't have to know exactly what I wanted to do, but I needed to try to figure out my life purpose. So I've been navigating through finding my life purpose. 
And so the first thing I realized was that finding my life purpose didn't have to be as hard as the world makes it out to be and figuring out what I need to do with my life shouldn't be as difficult as the world makes it out to be. But when you live in a world that is constantly telling you to follow your heart, trust your gut, quit your day job and do what you love, it can seem very disheartening to find yourself not knowing where to start. When you start thinking, I don't know what to do with my life, what you really mean is that you don't yet know who you are or you don't know what's worth suffering for. And I think that is an incredible baseline to start with. We are always told we need to figure out what's the tangible thing that we need to do. But I think we need to pivot and start thinking about, okay, what is something that fuels your soul? What is something that will be worth struggling for? What will make you want to get up in the morning? What will make you feel fulfilled in your life? And for me, it's honestly as simple as connecting with people and working in a collaborative space to achieve a goal. I want to work with people. I want to achieve a goal with people. I can't be someone who is sitting at a desk job doing one monotonous task every single day. That's not what's going to get me going. I do my podcast because I want to have deeper, meaningful connections with people, be able to put myself out there and have uncomfortable conversations comfortably. And I don't get that out of my current job. So here I am with this second mean because it's just something that I enjoy like I don't want to get any sort of career out of it like I my end goal with this podcast is not to become a famous podcaster yes if that were to happen I would be immensely happy about it but that's not my goal like I'm filling a hole that I don't have in my current day-to-day life and with vlogging I want to be able to have a little bit more of a creative outlet have a little bit more freedom and get juices flowing in a different way because in the past year and a half, I've just been going through the, the days of corporate America doing analytics and you're like, yeah, I get to converse with people, but it's about, it's about work that is truly not getting me up in the morning. It's not super meaningful work. Like, yes, I love the, the, the aspect of work. Like I love visualizations. I love trying to create dashboards and things to show to people. But when, it becomes one of those things that I'm just cranking out reports just for them to get revamped or not used. And then now I have to work to consolidate reports and then make them all over again. At that point, it becomes a waste of my time. So finding your purpose is not about realizing that you are destined to do one thing or you're destined to devote your life to one singular vocation or goal. Your purpose is not one job. It's not one relationship. It's not even one career field. Your purpose is first and foremost just to exist, just to be present in this world. Your existence has shifted the world in a way that is invisible to you. You are on this world for a reason. Like you have a purpose in this world and it it might be hard to understand. It might be hard to figure out what your purpose is, but just being, being present in the world is a purpose. Like you're here for a reason and you just being a part of it, even if you don't know what your purpose is, you are adding to the grand scheme of things. Without you, absolutely nothing would exist just as it is right now. Your world would not be your world without you in it. And this is incredibly important for you to understand because if you start believing that your entire purpose in being is just to have one job or to take on a role at home 
what happens when you quit or you retire or your kids grow up and you're no longer a parent? You see that happen so many, so many times. And we can talk about both instances. You hear about people that are completely dedicating their lives to their careers, to having money, to being a C-suite executive. And yeah, that's all fine and dandy. But when you retire and you have all this money, what are you, what are you doing? What, you can't die with all that money. I mean, yes, you, Yes, you can die with all that money. I take that back. But the money is not going to go with you in your grave. Like, what is it for? What, what is going to fuel you when you're, you're done working? Like, we, we've become these robots where we just think that we just have to work, 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 work to get from point A to point B. But there's so many things in between that we need to care about. And I will never be someone who is completely driven by, by work. I, yes, I, I like to work. I like to work. And that's why I'm here. I'm not here because I am a robot and I need to get from point A to point B and then just work until I die. Nobody wants to do that. That sounds absolutely miserable. And on the second hand, for the people that decide to be a stay-at-home mom, which is perfectly fine. I'm not knocking that at all. But when you have your, your children become your whole world, what happens when you grow up? I know so many people that have parents who are stay-at-home parents and now... They're empty nesters and they're just lost. They're just at home. They they have no career anymore. They don't have any interest. They're just at home existing and that's not a way to live. And you will sink because you will falsely think that that was your only reason for being here. That your only reason for being here was to be a mother, to care for your kids until they're 18 and they're grown and they can do what they want. You will falsely think that your only reason for being here was to make enough money to retire peacefully and now you're just bored at home retired. There's more to that. Your purpose today may have been to offer someone a smile when they were at their lowest. Your purpose this decade may be the job that you're in. And when you realize that you're literally always impacting the world around you, you start to realize something. The most important thing you can do to live meaningfully is to work on yourself, to consciously become the happiest, kindest, and most gracious version of yourself, investing in yourself, loving yourself, appreciating yourself, knowing your purpose always doesn't necessarily mean your life will thenceforth be easy or that you'll always know what you want to do. Nobody always knows what they want to do. And actually, if you are that person that always knows what they want to do, kudos for you. You're an anomaly. I hope you're thriving. But for the rest of us, when you are genuinely on your own path, the future won't be clear because if it is, you're actually following someone else's blueprint. You are following what other people have deemed what you need to do. A step-by-step instruction, a manual of what people have deemed success or what you need to be doing with your life. And if that is truly deep down what you want to achieve, then that's wonderful. Then it's no longer a blueprint. This is something that you have built for yourself. But nine times out of 10, we are living in other people's narratives and that's no way to live. And with all of that said, when most people do wonder about their purpose, they're often referring to their life's work and their job. Your career is not nothing. It is how you will spend the majority of your day every day for the better part of your life. That's why figuring out how you can best serve the world through that makes the most long days and difficult moments bearable. Your life purpose is the point at which your skills, interests, and the market intersect. So I say all that to say that you are the blueprint of your future. Everything that you are, everything that you have experienced, everything that you're good at, every circumstance you have found yourself in, everything that you're passionate about is not random. It is a reflection of who you are and a sign about what you are here to do. And I know it's not as easy as it sounds to become self-aware. You still may be thinking that you're not sure what you're good at or that you're more passionate about one thing over another, and that's okay. That's okay because your purpose does not require you to be the best at something. 
All that matters are finding the things that naturally call you, that effortlessly flow out of you and evoke specific emotions from you. You are here to work those out. You are here to transform those things. Your ultimate purpose is to become the ideal version of yourself and everything else just flows from there. Okay, so I gave you this motivational speech. I coached you through finding your purpose, but now what? You still need to answer the question of what should I do with my life? This is a question that everybody is trying to find the answer to. So I came up with some questions that you should ask yourself if you want to know what your purpose really is. What and who is worth suffering for? Even doing what you love for a living doesn't mean every day will be easy. Everything comes with its own unique set of challenges. So the question really is, what are you willing to work for? What are you willing to be uncomfortable for? What are you willing to step outside of the box and put yourself out there for? If it's something that doesn't motivate you, something that doesn't fuel your fuel your soul, you won't feel motivated and feel as though that's something that you need to aspire for. So that is honestly one of the deepest questions in finding who you are and finding your ideal version of yourself is what do you stand for? What is something that you are willing to put yourself on the line for? And that's the first step in figuring out, figuring out what you should do with your life. So close your eyes and imagine the best version of yourself. What is that person like? The best possible version of yourself, the most loving, kind, productive, and self-aware version is who you really are. So everything else is the byproduct of coping mechanisms you've developed and picked up from other people. But the core being of who you are as a person is the best version of yourself and who you truly are. So imagine that. Take some time. Write that person down. What is the best version of yourself do? What is the best version of your, what are the characteristics of the best version of yourself? Where is that person living? Draw out your ideal, your ideal self, your best self. How would you describe that person? And if social media didn't exist, what would you do with your life? I think that's a very, a very deeply rooted question that I honestly don't even think I have the answer to. If you knew that you wouldn't be able to show off, impress, or even share what it is that you choose to do with your life, Would it change your ambition? This differentiates what you are doing because you want to do it and what you are doing for the sake of how it looks for other people. And I think this is a mindset that millennials and Gen Zers and I don't know what the other generation is after the Gen Zers, but everybody is unfortunately crippled by the fact that we are doing things to impress others. This is why people are so addicted to social media and so often compare themselves to others when they see other people showing their highlight reels and showing their accomplishments and showing everything that they wish that they could be doing. What would you do if nobody else was watching? What would be the life that you lived if nobody saw what you were doing? And what comes most naturally to you? What you are most naturally good at is the path you should follow first because it's the path on which you will effortlessly thrive. So for me, connecting with people is something that comes naturally to me. I I consider myself an introvert. I can show you all of the freaking Myers-Briggs profiles that you want because I oftentimes get questioned on whether or not I'm an introvert or an extrovert. I am an introvert. I thrive on -on one-on-one conversations. I thrive on getting to know someone on an individual basis. I'm very individualistic. I want to know who you are, what drives you, what motivates you, and have deep-rooted conversations and and from there, I think once you have this this great baseline, this relationship building capability, you're 10 times more likely to achieve your goals. So for me, those are those are the paths that I need to gravitate towards. I need to gravitate towards being in positions, being in opportunities that allow me to connect with more people. And 
throwing myself at networking events with hundreds of people isn't isn't for me. Putting myself in opportunities to meet one person and meet them for coffee and learn about their career goals and what they learned and any advice that they're able to give me is a step in the right direction for me. And another question to ask yourself would be, what would your ideal daily routine look like? And I think this goes back to the above of just like figuring out your ideal life for yourself. If nobody was watching, if you could do anything, if you could write down what your dream life would be, what would it look like? And I want you to forget about the elevator speech, forget about the fancy title or impressing people on LinkedIn. Think about what you want to do day in and day out. And I talked about this in a previous podcast I've been working on, writing down specific traits, specific specific characteristics of my job that I like, that I want to be able to carry into my next job. Title aside, role aside, what are the day-to-day operations in my day-to-day routine that I enjoy and that I want my ideal routine to look like? A lot of people get into jobs they think will make them happy, but realize they only like the idea of them and not the day-to-day reality, which is why it's so important to figure out what your ideal life is, what your ideal daily routine looks like, because from there you will be able to identify what's a good fit for you and what is probably not the best fit for you. I'll use my past job as an example. So the job that I had previously, it was a data analyst position, which is super interesting because you will learn that people will title things the same way and the jobs can be completely different because I do data analytics at my current job, but it was just so vastly different from the analytics that I was doing at my previous job. So I only stayed at that job for three months because I just hated it so much. It was honestly the worst thing ever. But I say all that to say that when I was at that job, like, the resume and the job description just said that I would be working at doing collaborative work. I would be um, sending out reports on a week, quarterly, monthly basis. I would just be doing the day-to-day things of a data analyst. The job description was correct. I did all of those things in that job, but what I failed to realize is those day-to-day operations, yes, while they did fit the job description, it wasn't what drived me. It wasn't something that I wanted to do all day. That's when I realized that I didn't want to just sit in my office and only work on my Excel spreadsheets all day. Like That's all I did. I spent eight hours in my office just sending out reports. There was very little collaborative work. And I think it's so fascinating that companies will tell you things are collaborative, but sending one email to shift out or send out a report is not collaborative work. So when I got to this new job, I realized that yes, I did like the analytics aspect of my previous job, but that was the only part I liked. I just liked the numbers, but everything surrounding it, the day-to-day operations of it was something that I completely disliked. So I came into this new job and I really liked the vibe of the team, how it was actually collaborative work. We would sit in a meeting room before coronavirus and we would work out, work on these reports. It would be a team effort. And that was something that I, I cherish more and something I value more. So now I take, so now when I look for jobs, like I will spend a lot of time making sure that I completely understand the day to day operations so I can determine that it is a good fit. Because my whole fear with moving to a new position is finding a new job and a new role while it may pay me more or it may be in a dream location. What if they don't have the day to day routine that I want for myself? Something that I envision my best self to be living in and working in. At that point, like I think I would have lost. Like I I don't want to have an ideal daily routine that I hate. I want an ideal routine that I love. And lastly, what do you want your legacy to be? Instead of worrying about what's on your resume, focus on the virtues of your eulogy. And I know that sounds 
extremely like saddening and something most people don't want to think about. But when you when you leave this world, how do you want to be remembered? I want people to be able to say that Nestle cared deeply about people and wanted to learn more about someone rather than just the surface level know more about someone and ask the questions that most people would be afraid to ask or truly know how someone was feeling that day. I want people to be able to say that I cared about others. That is how I want to be remembered. So who do you want to be remembered as? Who do you want to be known for? And though it's lovely to reflect on all of the virtues and the talents of your life, Most people come into awareness of their purpose not because they are effortlessly clear on what their talents are and how they can best utilize them, but because at some point they found themselves lost, depleted, exhausted, and with their backs against the wall. And I really don't wish that on anybody, but it's often those scenarios where you end up backed backed into a corner and at that point you have to challenge yourself to figure out what your next steps is, what your next steps are. In experiencing hardship and challenge, you begin to realize what really matters to you. It sparks a flame that, when kindled through action and commitment, becomes a transformative fire. So I want you to start listening to the stories of many successful people, and they often begin with some unimaginable hardship. You listen and hear it in most memoirs about people overcoming adversity in the in the face of the most unlikely situations. These people are forced into action. And they talk about how comfort and complacency is not an option and they have to realize that they must become the heroes of their own lives and the creators of their own futures. All of the things, all of the things that you see on in books, in movies, on Instagram, we've heard it all before. At the end of your life, your purpose will be defined not by how you struggled, what circumstances you were in or what you were supposed to do, but how you responded in the face of adversity, who you were to the people in your life and what you did each day that slowly in its own unique way changed the course of humanity or changed the lives around you. At the end of the day, when you've stopped working and your career is over or you stop being a stay-at-home mom, you still have to keep on living. You still have to keep on finding your purpose when you're no longer getting promoted or receiving raises and giving presentations, when you're no longer having to cook meals and take your, your kids off to school every day. You have to find your purpose through other things in life. And We've been programmed to think that we have to aspire to these just very specific things and we have to stay in our box. But once you're old and crippled, what are you doing? <laughs> that was harsh. Maybe not crippled, maybe not crippled, but you know what I mean. Through learning and spending time with people you love and scaring yourself, that's how you find your purpose in life. Because at the end of the day, these types of things will help you find your purpose, but it's up to you to go out there and look for it. All right, so that's all that I have for today's episode. I it seems like a rather short episode, um, but I don't know. I just I felt very motivated and like I knew exactly what I wanted to put out into the world. I didn't want to drag it on. I didn't want to say any too many extra things that I didn't feel were meaningful to the conversation. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed it. As always, be sure to send me a message, put it on your Instagram story. I'd love to hear your thoughts about finding your purpose. Another episode and podcast that I want to plug because she's all about finding her purpose is The Purpose Project by Emily Gigliotti. She does an amazing amazing job about talking about life and navigating through finding your purpose um, every episode. I think it's a very meaningful conversation. She also talks about The Start With Why by Simon Sinek, who is um, a 
a speaker and an author. I highly recommend all of his books, but Start With Why is one that I will definitely recommend. And I will actually leave the book um, in the description of this episode. And I all I will also leave the TED Talk that he talks about um, with starting with your why in order to find your purpose. So I think those were those are our three incredible resources. The book, the TED Talk, and then Emily Gigliotti's podcast, The Purpose Project. So I will be linking all of those at the end of this episode in the show notes where you can find all of my socials and things like that. So as I said, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. Um, send me a DM, shoot me a DM, tell me your thoughts. And if you guys have any future podcast episodes or people that you want me to collaborate with, be sure to let me know. I am, I have, I keep wanting to put more people on my podcast episode, but I like to record at such obscure times that I, I get very frustrated and flustered when I have to like stick at a certain time to record an episode with somebody, which is why I don't typically do that many guest guest episodes, but I really want to do more of those. I actually talked with another podcasting friend um, and we want to talk about dating and relationships. Actually, no, it's not dating and relationships at all. It's being single. The complete opposite, actually. Um, actually, I just need to reach out and actually coordinate a time to record the episode. So, you know, that'll be in the near future. And that was enough rambling, but as always, you can find me on my podcast Instagram, which is not my problem pod, and my personal Instagram, which is nestle.mitchell. I will catch you guys next week. Later.